Welcome to episode 188 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on Friday 11th of May 2018. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. And now, for a limited time, new customers to Jensen USA who are referred by the spokesman get 10% off one item. Simply enter the spokesman, no spaces, at checkout. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed of BiteBiz.com. And on today's show, we've got my co-host, David Bernstein, as well as interviews with Rob Jutelis of Factor Bikes, Chris Rose of the Amos Trust, and real estate billionaire, Sylvan Adams, who is aiming to transform Tel Aviv into the Amsterdam of the Middle East. All three interviews, and the chat with David, were conducted in Israel last week during the first three stages of the Giro d'Italia. To some, Israel was a controversial destination. Although the £9 million provided to Giro organiser RCS Sports, some of which was provided by Sylvan Adams must have made the decision to host the first Grand Tour outside of Europe a slightly easier one. Chris Rose gives a counterpoint to that argument. We talked before he left for a protest cycle tour of Palestine. Factor Bikes was at the Giro with the AG2R team, and I got a chance to talk to company founder Rob Jutalis. Listen out for his take on fakes, and why copying is the sincerest form of flattery. Listen out also for Sylvan Adams, who is almost single-handedly transforming the cycling scene in Israel, and not just the go-faster scene. There's a new Sylvan Adams velodrome in Tel Aviv, for instance, but also the transport cycling scene with the Sylvan Adams Cycling Network. If I was a billionaire and had cash to splash, I think I'd spend it on cycling too. In a second, we'll start with the conversation I recorded with David in the old port of Jaffa. But first, here he is, nearly speechless, at the end of the first day of the Giro in Jerusalem. The winner of stage one, Tom Dumoulin! A comment from Fredcast. Copy <laughs> unaware. Now we present. I, I have none. The Astoria <laughs> to Tom de Moulin. He is no, the well, champion of the time no, trial. No, it's pretty cool that Tom wins de Moulin wins the Jerusalem. time trial. Uh, after he being takes the, world the stage champion. victory. Team the defending de champion of the Giro. And the crowd in Israel is just going wild. So you've just been listening to some audio there that I grabbed at the Giro d'Italia, but I wasn't in Italy grabbing that because you heard the, the announcements there, some of them from Anthony McCrossan, 
some of the announcements were in Hebrew, some of the announcements were in Italy, and they were in Hebrew because we're actually in Israel. So as I'm sure everybody knows, the Giro d'Italia, 101st Giro d'Italia, started in Jerusalem, then it went to Tel Aviv, and that is where I am speaking to fellow spokesman. Mm, I'm doing the mm for you. <laughs> private joke um, a spokesman um, David David this is your land my, David my land Stein, this is your land but you wrote the book on it I wrote a book on Israel yes but this is still your land I am I am I am in your land so I suppose my dad would technically say no my land is somewhere in Eastern Europe but yes <laughs> <laughs> so we are right this second in time we are in the old port of Jaffa for uh, British listeners, that's where Jaffa cakes would come from, because that's where the oranges were landed. That's where Jaffa is. I, I don't know if you get it's Jaffa cakes in America. It goes in our glossary. Okay. <laughs> Jaffa cakes. It's a huge... It's, it's a biscuit. It's a cookie okay. in, in the UK. It's a huge thing. If you said Jaffa, <gasps> everybody go, Jaffa cake. So we are in the old port of Jaffa, and we have been watching today, David. We've been watching something special. Tell me what we saw today in the stage. Yeah, yeah. So, so today was stage two um, of the Giro d'Italia. And I know it's weird. I, I wrote an email you saw that I said the Giro d'Italia. Oh, no, the Giro d'Israel, because, of course, the, the Giro started the first three stages this year here in Israel. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And I know you've got some, some great audio on that. But today was stage two, um, the Peloton relatively flat stage going from Haifa uh, to Tel Aviv. Um, Haifa, uh, also a port city, a newer port city than, of course, where we're sitting today, um, coming all the way down to Tel Aviv through the ancient cities of Accra and Caesarea and all the history. And the, it looked fantastic. The video the is gorgeous. Yeah. And yesterday, too, in Jerusalem as well. Um, and, of course, a sprint finish like we expected. And Quickstep, who I think has um, arguably, and we were talking about this earlier, arguably one of the strongest teams um, of the season uh, took the stage. And I think that that's wonderful. And, of course, Rohan Dennis taking the Malia Rosa um, uh, from Tom Dumoulin, but pretty awesome yesterday uh, in stage one that Tom Dumoulin comes back into pink after having won last year. And as I said to you at the finish yesterday, also being the time trial world champion to win in the time trial in Jerusalem was amazing. Now you asked about today. To me, I think the most amazing thing today, besides the scenery, besides the fact that we happen to not be in Italy for the Giro, um, to me is the fact of the number of people on the road. On the, on the video feed yeah. and in Tel Aviv itself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and I think that there was a larger crowd today in Tel Aviv mm -hmm. than there was yesterday in Jerusalem. And I think most people in Jerusalem yesterday were a bit annoyed. Um, the traffic was snarled, the streets were closed. I mean, we schlepped our luggage. You have to say schlepped, you're well, in Israel. Bigger, yeah. bigger roads. It can stage a run-in like that, whereas Jerusalem had to do some weird stuff. But besides the traffic, I mean, I mean, just the people here. And maybe it's because yesterday was Shabbat or the Sabbath uh, for Jews, and so maybe people were just annoyed that it was it was that. But here in Tel Aviv, which is a much more secular city, um, everybody really welcomed the fact that the, that the Giro was here and and on the roads the entire way down uh, from the north. So it was pretty amazing. Before we go into, let's talk about Israel mm. and the fact that the Giro is in Israel. We are not here alone, apart from all the people here watching the Giro. Your son's here, my wife is here. Exactly, so we have Josh here. <laughs> yes. 
my son. We've been on a fantastic uh, trip doing all of this. We're doing the, the three days. We're doing a lat tomorrow. And we have Donna, yes. your wife here, who uh, very shortly are going to go and get our restaurant reservations <laughs> uh, so we can, we can eat tonight. But uh, hello to you two. Are you... Well, you can come closer because we only have two she microphones here. She hates being on the podcast. I know, but you've got to say hello. <laughs> you've got to say... Shalom. 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 <laughs> Josh? <laughs> Who's giving Shalom? Shalom. Okay. <laughs> and, and I have to say, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it in the microphones. But you can hear the muezzin. Yep. Doing the call to prayer um, for the Muslims um, here in Jaffa. Jaffa is, is a more can we say Arabic sort of area mm-hmm. here in, in Tel Aviv. I think it's so cool. Whether you're in the old city of Jerusalem or you're in Jaffa, Tel Aviv, there's so much going on here from, as we said, the secular and the religious with the Muezzin doing the call to prayer right now. Well, let's, really do the cool. ministry, let's do the Ministry of Tourism um, ad spiel here in that yeah, Israel, as you can see from the helicopter footage, and as I know Donna and uh, you, David, come here frequently. Well, it's our second trip, so don't say frequently. <laughs> okay, you've been here before. Yes. Um, Josh, this is uh, his first time here, so I'll bring Josh in. Uh, he looks so excited to do this. Yeah, this, this is, I mean, I'm, I've lived here for a year, so I know it, it doesn't, things here don't freak me out, I know what's going to be happening. What have you found from being here that maybe has freaked you out in, in away from the racing? Just the, the country itself. There's just something different now around each corner. There's someone with a big hat. Just like... In the boiling heat, yeah. the kind of the Hasidim are wearing fur hats. It's kind of, yeah, that, that would freak me out. It certainly freaked me out when I used to live here. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, but it's a fascinating country, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then the electric bikes. That yeah. No one pedals. Yeah, see, that's, that's different to when I used to live here. There Josh was no were bikes. talking about that before. There were no bikes when I lived here, apart from me as a touring cyclist and my friend, uh, Gil, who was a, a cycle tourist. Um, so let's go, let's go back into uh, Israel. As they and, away. And, as, as, <laughs> as they go and get our uh, reservations. Thank you. Uh, and just let's, let's go... So Israel is this mm. unbelievably fascinating country. It's an unbelievably um, beautiful country. So I thought you'd be here lots of times. I didn't realize no, that. No, no, I threw no, you uh, in yeah. there. I thought you'd been here yeah, no. lots of times. So what are your personal highlights? You've been to Jaffa before? Indeed. Svat, you went to Svat up we in the, the hills. So on this particular trip, we did Jerusalem, we did Svat. We're here we are in Jaffa. We're going to Eilat, as you said, in the Red Sea. Last time, we went everywhere. Um, Tel Aviv, Caesarea, Accra. We went to the Sea of Galilee. Uh, we went to Sfat. We went to the Golan Heights. We went to the Dead Sea. But it's a small sea. country. You can do all that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally like, oh, it's, it's a big trip. Oh, but this the, is... For American listeners, it's the size of New Jersey, which, if you think about it, is tiny. So literally, you can drive from one end to the other uh, in just a few hours. Um, and yet, the, the variety of what you'll see uh, in each of those places, uh, I mean, you go from the desert to the sea and everything in between. I think, though, and we talked about this on the show once before, I think that there was, if I may say, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, a bit of controversy uh, with the fact that, that the Giro was here. Um, a bit. That's, that's an understatement. It was an understatement. Um, been, I mean, I, when I said, when I tweeted I was here, I got an awful lot of oh, stick instantly 
from from accounts that were, were, were saying you shouldn't be here, blah 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 blah. So yes, go, go ahead. It was when kind the Juro announced, we knew mm. you knew perhaps before I did, but we knew before the Juro announced that it was going to be here that it was coming here. Um, and as soon as the Juro announced it, if you looked at their social media feeds, whether it was Facebook or Twitter or Facebook or or or, 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 or did I say Facebook twice or Instagram, they took a lot of stuff um, for for coming here. Um, uh, for a lot of people. Those of us who remember the 80s, a lot of people consider Israel, rightly or wrongly, as we may have in the 80s when we talked about South Africa. South Africa, an apartheid state. An apartheid, exactly. Um, I have a different view, which we can discuss if you'd like. I'm happy to. I I don't mind. Well, you Um, have said... And you have told me, and you said, well, it's not your show, you can, you can make it political, yeah. and you, do, you don't want to make it political. Correct. However, when you come to Israel, de facto, you're making it political because it's a politically fractious country. Sure. Whichever way you look at it, 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 people have opinions on Israel. I think the fact that we've been here twice and that we know we'll be back many more times, I think that that makes our opinion known. Um, I think, from my personal perspective... I think the Israelis want peace. I think the Palestinians want peace. I think it's finding the peace that's the problem. And I think that if we could find a way to make that happen, I think everybody would be very, 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 very happy. Um, well, let me, let, let me interrupt you there, David, because that's actually one of the final closing comments oh, well, then I'll wait. From, from Chris Rose, who I interviewed before I came out there. So he's actually riding around in, um, in Palestine right now on uh, the Giro della Palestina, right. which is a protest ride. Right. However, I, I talked to Chris. Uh, he, he went through. Cool. There's the church bells going. And you're going to know what time our dinner reservations are for. Oh, that's nine o'clock. <laughs> okay. So we'll 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 cut there for a second. Okay. So I cut a few of the bells out there. I left a, a, a one bell in there. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, uh, let you hear all of those bells. So the the, the point I was trying to make there. Uh, before those wonderful you were talking about on the Giro Monastery. Palestina it's the, the Giro del, uh, della mm. Palestina so it's Chris Rose from the Amos Trust so he well, let's just go to, to his audio let's go to the interview Perfect. I made with Chris I am now talking with uh, Chris Rose of uh, the Amos Trust and the Amos Trust has a road club um, but uh, Chris can tell us a little bit uh, about that in a second but First of all, uh, Chris, if you could talk us through the ride, the protest ride that you're uh, going to be doing. Uh, We do extensive work in Israel-Palestine, campaigning for a just peace for Palestinians and a full commitment to full equal rights for everybody who calls Israel-Palestine home. Um, With Ajiro going to Jerusalem and Israel, particularly at this time going to Jerusalem after all the things with the American embassy, we felt it was very important to do an act of solidarity for Palestinians and to make sure that people didn't just airbrush the occupation and the situation in Gaza away. And so we're doing what we call the Giro della Palestina. We'll start in Jericho on the morning when the Giro will launch in Jerusalem. And then we'll have a couple of days cycling through the West Bank, hopefully joined by some local Palestinians. But there's not a huge number of Palestinian cyclists. Mm-hmm. And so it's hopefully being joined by them. But really, it's going through the West Bank, making sure that people know that they're not forgotten at this moment in time. And 
Are you on road bikes? How, are you on mountain bikes? Are you touring with bags on? How, how is the logistics of this? Uh, we're doing it on road bikes. There's a number of mountain bike trails there. But we're very, very keen to do it on road bikes. We felt it was appropriate. Um, and so we're kind of doing 100, 110k distances um, each day, something like that, apart from the first day, which is shorter. Um, and it's on roads. It's finding the right route is a bit tricky um, on the West Bank because you've got to avoid roadblocks and um, closures and stuff like that. And so we've got some nice routes. We're going to go from Janine in the north down to a place called Tybee uh, through um, to a couple of the major cities as we go down, uh, through Nablus, then down towards um, Ramallah, and then finishing in Tybee. And then in the last day, we go from Bethlehem down to Hebron, into the South Hebron Hills, where there's been lots of things about um, some of the villages there and demolitions, and then back up to Bethlehem for a circuit. So nice routes, nice distances. Uh, be very lumpy, but it should be a really nice ride. Um, there's going to be eight to ten of us. There's eight of us going over there and hopefully joined by a couple of other people over there. Um, it's a mixture of people who are committed to um, supporting Palestinians, people who've been over before, and have taken part in the Bethlehem Marathon, which is a wonderful celebration and call for freedom of movement. And then a number of people who were keen to take the opportunity to get on road bikes and cycle through Palestine. Now, on what you say you, you end up in, in Hebron and the Hebron Hills, but then you mentioned that you were going to uh, Taipei. But then I saw in your press release that you're going to the Taipei Brewery. What's, what's that? Otavi Brewery is a really nice West Bank brewery. Uh, does some about three or four different ranges of beers, um, all brewed organically and locally on the West Bank. And so it seemed the ideal place to finish a ride. Um, and so hopefully they'll be open by the time we get there. They should be. And we'll have a couple of drinks to finish that day's ride. That sounds fantastic. Now, tell me a little bit about the Amos Trust. So Amos is a small creative human rights organization. Um, we've got three areas of work. Israel-Palestine is one of those. As I say, campaigning for just peace and for full equal rights for everybody who calls it home. And then the second area is with children on the streets. And we've got a new campaign called On Her Terms, which is all about creating opportunities for girls who are on the streets who are so often left and forgotten there. And the third area we have is about sustainable local communities in the face of climate change focusing on a fantastic scheme in Nicaragua. And we seek to raise awareness of injustice then to build hope by getting people involved and to create change by working with local partners on the ground who are pioneering new and effective responses. And how much of this is done via a bicycle? Because I see on your, on your website that, that one of your supporters and one of the links really is uh, the Amos Road Club. So clearly that's bicycle so where's where does the bicycle link come in chris basically i think about 10 12 years ago we did a we cycled across the uk to the coast to coast for street children for our work in south africa at that stage and basically a number of us kind of love cycling to be honest and so um we would do as much cycling as we possibly could do the road club's an informal club which gets together once a year really for rides we're doing london to paris this year and we have people from sort of 7 to 77 literally taking part in that. Um, it's for people who didn't want the sort of full-on sportive type rides, but wanted something which was more informal and which was the chance to get together and enjoy each other's company. So we do the road club for that. And yeah, and I think, um, and then we try to add a couple of further rides for different people each year, joining in different things, whether that be the Dunwich Dynamo or any other events which are going on. 
So let, let's go backwards and, and where we came in here. And that's the, the Giro d'Italia is starting in Jerusalem, three days in Israel. The ride that you're doing uh, on the West Bank is in protest uh, against that. So, so what is your problem with the ride taking place starting in Jerusalem? I think our problem with it, starting in Jerusalem particularly at this time, I think it's hugely, for Palestinians, they're very, very scared about the situation in Jerusalem. With the embassy coming, they're concerned that there's going to be some sort of deal created whereby they get squeezed out completely and their hopes for future get squeezed out of it. Um, for us, we know in no respects want to delegitimize Israel, quite the opposite. Equally, we don't think a major sporting event should come here at this time without recognizing the situation in Palestine, calling for an end of an occupation, and particularly when we see what happens in Gaza at the moment, um, with the shootings over the last month, to be heading going ahead as if none of that is occurring. And so for us, we don't want to be confrontational about this, but we do want to make sure that Palestinians realize they're not forgotten, and to make sure that people are aware there's another narrative there as well. And we really do believe that a just peace of Palestine is in the best interest of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so we want to see Israel thrive and prosper and all those things. Um, and we just think it's desperately sad the situation is getting more extreme all the time. That was Chris Rose from uh, the Amos Trust. And I can't say I disagree with anything he says, because he doesn't say anything incredibly controversial. He was very English and polite the way he was saying everything. What I would like to say is it's a bike race. It's not politics. I know the very fact that there's a bike race happening here sort of makes it politics. Mm. But at the end of the day, I haven't thought a great deal about politics when I'm seeing Viviani um, coming down that stretch, right. uh, when I'm seeing the helicopter shots of, of the wonderful uh, Ministry of Tourism shots, who I'm sure were absolutely lapping that up, of how beautiful Israel looks. So it's a bike race, David. And look... Did we see Bibi Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu at anything? No. Did we see? We didn't see anybody political. Okay, a mayor. That's not a political thing. Um, what we saw was what I think, as you said, the Ministry of Tourism would like everyone to see. The three major world religions are all, they all have ties here, important ties. I think that that's what they want to see. And I think that, 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 that the Ministry of Tourism and perhaps your interview coming up later would say we want people to see how beautiful the country is and, and all of that. And I think that that's what they're looking for. I will say that some of our listeners might say, well, maybe they're whitewashing. But again, I don't think that, that um, it's a bike race. It's a bike race. Yeah. And it's a bike race organized by RCS Sport, yeah. uh, who are now £9 million. Pounds. What's that? Thirteen million. Nine million pounds is probably about twenty million dollars these days. No, no, <laughs> I have no, to look no, it up. It's bad. It's, it's not so I think it's about twelve, thirteen million dollars. Uh, so they're they're that much richer, and they've been paid uh, for that uh, from the Ministry of Tourism, mm -hmm. uh, the municipalities. I'm sure have all chipped in, but also from a bloke, from a guy, a billionaire uh, called Sylvan Adams, who's uh, a real estate Canadian real estate. Uh, uh, billionaire who has now moved to Israel but he has done these amazing things mm. he is uh, the new Sylvan Adams velodrome opened two or three days ago in Tel Aviv uh, he's uh, uh, funding and running and creating the Israeli Cycling Academy professional 
uh, cycling team, which is, is here obviously in Israel and, and doing quite well. They were on a breakaway and, today. And there were two breakaways and they're calling yeah. them the home team. Exactly. So he's funding that and he wears their shirt. Uh, and interestingly, he's also doing uh, the Sylvan Adams Cycling Network. So he is an all-round guy. He's not just sport, he's sport, recreation, he's transport, he's everything. He just, he loves cycling so much. So I am going to go now to some audio with, with Sylvan Adams, who I managed to grab after today's stage in Tel Aviv. I actually grabbed him uh, at the previous stage as well because I had an article mm. in The Guardian. So if you want to know more about uh, Sylvan, you can, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll put that article that, in, that appeared in The Guardian. And it wasn't um, a Giro Sport article. It was an Israel uh, social becoming the Amsterdam of the, the Middle East article. But let's, let's, let's cut to Sylvan. We have a cycling culture here, and it's just gonna it's gonna grow with this. So Amsterdam of the Middle East, when when are we gonna have Amsterdam in the Middle East and Tel Aviv? So you know that that requires municipal infrastructure, and um, I am working with the mayor of Tel Aviv. He's my partner in Tel Aviv, but so. We, we, there is a master plan for this, and all we need to do, it, it, uh, m- much of it exists, it's filling in little pieces to make it a continuous network, so then it actually is completely functional and can be accessed, and then you encourage the culture, then you, then you go and, and promote, promote um, uh, bicycle commuting, and I have no doubt that we will succeed. One last question. This is a, for, this is a forward-thinking country and a forward-thinking city. And, uh, and, and this is the way of the future. And we, have per- we happen to have perfect weather. Perfect weather. Yes. Now, lots of people say that a sporting event yes. can't encourage to get people on bikes. So what do you say to, to that? Are you going to get people to ride their bikes by seeing professional riders coming through town at 55 kilometers an hour? So I will agree that the sport of bike racing and commuting are not the same thing. But, um, so I think that we have to promote uh, bicycle commuting and a, and a bicycle culture, which as I said, it already exists here. You see, you see people all over the place on bikes. Um, so I think, I think we have to promote that separately, but there's no doubt that seeing people on bikes encourages people to, to ride bikes. So uh, I think we're, you know, we have to hit this from several way, uh, angles and uh, we will be our Amsterdam of the Middle East. That's my vow. And how many years? You know, I don't know because I don't know about the, you know, the the, the wheels of of uh, of municipal bureaucracy, how slow they turn. But I'm an I'm an impatient man, and I'm in a rush. That was Sylvan Adams, who uh, the billionaire benefactor, who wants to create uh, amazingly and wonderfully uh, the Amsterdam of the Middle East in Tel Aviv. Now, David, we are in Tel Aviv, or we're in Tel Aviv Yafo. We're in the Yafo part of uh, Tel Aviv but now we really have uh, got to cut to a break but we can do it live 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 with that helicopter going overhead <laughs> I'm sure Jensen USA do helicopter parts too but <laughs> I don't think they do hey you know I was just telling Carlton that um, and I'm always happy to do an ad for Jensen USA they're, they're, they're awesome but I was just telling Carlton that um, thanks to my work I had the opportunity to be in Belgium uh, about a week and a half ago and I decided I would take a run at being the Lantern Rouge at Liège, Bastogne Liège. And I, I had a great ride. Thankfully, I was not the Lantern Rouge. I mean, I wasn't the winner by any stretch of the imagination. I had a great time. The problem was I rented a bike. And where the start-finish was was where I had to drop off my rental bike. And then I had to walk about a mile and a half in my bike shoes 
to get back to the hotel. Click, 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 yeah, click, exactly, click. and I destroyed my cleats. <laughs> Very first thing I did, as soon as I took a shower, <laughs> had a bit to eat, was I went on to Jensen USA, jensenusa.com slash the spokesman, and I ordered new cleats for my shoes. Now, here's the thing. I knew that I'd be able to get those at Jensen USA. Why? Because they literally have everything for your cycling lifestyle, whether it's apparel or cleats or shoes, complete bikes, uh, accessories, components, anything in between. And, and here we are. It's springtime. Everybody's getting back on their bikes after the wintertime. They want to do a tune-up. Best place to get the parts is at Jensen USA, and there's a reason for that. They have an incredible selection at great prices, and I think more importantly than, than all of that, although those things are important, is that the people who work there really understand bikes. They're gear advisors. They're people who actually ride. So you call them up and you say, will this work? And they're gonna know, yes or no. It's not BS, they know these things. Give them a try, they're gonna have everything that you need. And when you do, always make sure that you let them know that you heard about it here on The Spokesman. Whether you call and you tell them you heard about it on The Spokesman or you use our special link, jensenusa.com slash The Spokesman. Give them a try. Once you've been there once, I know that you'll go back. And I, I got to say thank you so much for going to Jensen USA. And thanks to Jensen USA for their longtime support of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. Thank you, David. And and unusually, I don't have to just drop that in in, in <laughs> Skype and, and put it in, in GarageBand. I can actually say thank you in, in person. And I have to say one more thing, and mm. that is in, in America, uh, Memorial Day is coming. And Jensen USA always has a great sale for Memorial Day. So go ahead and check that out, everybody. I think you'll be really happy with the deals that you'll find there. Well, talking about America and mm. Americans, mm. I also interviewed uh, Rob Jutalis. Jutalis? Jutalis? I'm, I'm not too sure. Rob, you'll have to tell me exactly how to, to pronounce your name. But Rob is the owner of Factor Bikes, and he's the, the bike sponsor of AG2R, who's here at the tour. And he's uh, here at the tour for the three uh, days of the Israel stage, and I managed to uh, catch up with him, and let's hear from Rob. You know, it's always good to go to the to the first Grand Tour of the year. It's kind of a meeting time to kind of talk about next year already, but it's in Israel. I couldn't miss this opportunity. A factor bikes here in Israel. Can you buy them? Actually, I don't think we're yet in this marketplace. Um, we haven't um, really moved into what I would call the Middle East yet. So we, we just moved into America last June. And so I think that we'll probably start to look at this market pretty soon. So America's with Richard, yeah? So yeah. Richard Wittenberg. That's correct, yeah. Is this, a, is this uh, something that you're doing slowly into each market? So Right now, our demand exceeds our supply. So it doesn't make sense to open up new channels if we can't actually supply them. So it's all step by step. We increase our capacity, then we can offer more market spikes. Okay. And how important is the sponsoring of a team, giving the team bikes to sit on and ride on? What, what does that do for you as a brand? Well, I think it's important to understand the team can have any bike they want. And they actually chose to use Factor because we give them a product to help them go faster. Um, it's been incredibly rewarding, um, their results, as well as the credibility it's given the brand in such a short period of time. Nobody had ever sponsored a World Tour team before they ever sold a bike, <laughs> which was uh, what we did. So what kind of uh, input does David Miller put into, into the brand? I think that what's very interesting about our, our working relationship with David is that 
Um, of course, David was actively involved in our development of the time trial bike, but David actually has a personal relationship um, with Roman Bardet, helping, you know, pass along some of his time trialing uh, tips and secrets to him. And then recently um, at Perru Bay, we actually, the team, five of the guys rode the David Miller Chapter 3 One More Lap bike. And that wasn't so much about, it was still a, the same bike with a different color livery, but it was about David being present there at Perru Bay, sharing his experiences, talking to the guys, he even actually shared his book with everyone that rode that Perru Bay. So I think it's more about offering up his experiences, what a lot of the things that he did wrong and don't make the same mistakes I did sort of thing. And you own the factory? That's correct. You, so that's kind of unusual for a... Very few brands own their own manufacturing. I would say probably 95% of all bicycle brands um, work with third-party manufacturers. In the past, I built bikes for Cervelo, for Focus, for Parley, for Argon 18. They all bought those bikes from me. Well, I make my own bikes. I don't buy them from anyone. So I did a, an article on Bike Biz, that's now almost a couple of years ago, on counterfeit bikes. It's a massive, massive piece on the Chinese problem with counterfeit bikes, where it's almost a compliment if somebody is making a Cinarello. Do you have factorinis or what would you have any? Actually, you're very, very correct there. I think we are probably the world's fastest brand to be counterfeited. Um, we, there is a problem in China. Um, we have, you know, addressed it. But it was in just a matter of a few months, you know, the next World Tour brand. Actually, that's how it was marketed on, you know, the Chinese websites is World Tour brand. And then you clicked on it and there was a factor. And what do they call them? Oh, it's still a factor. Oh, they yes. actually go with... Yeah, but, you know, we, we of course, have attorneys and we have, mm-hmm. you know, intellectual property protection. And we actively, uh, we engaged one company that's here, that's in Europe, that kind of controls the internet for us. But to, to answer your question, it is a bit of a compliment. I think had they not copied us, I would have been like, well, what's wrong with us? <laughs> Thanks, Rob. And uh, that was Rob Tutalis from um, Factor Bikes. And if you get a chance to, to take a look at those bikes, absolutely do so, because yeah, I drool over those bikes. They are very, very nice. And as, as Rob said, he owns the factory that makes these bikes, and he used to make the bikes for Cervelo, for all these top brands. So he, he knows his onions. Um, he, he really knows does. His onions. No, is that another? Yeah, it's okay. okay. <laughs> That's another idiom. Okay. He knows his stuff. Would go. that be? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he knows his onions. That's your 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 second one. Jaffa cakes and onions. <laughs> food it. related. It must be because we're hungry. That's what it is. Because we want to go to the to the restaurant. So I'm coming up with food similes. Okay. So uh, that was Rob. Fantastic uh, bike brand. Uh, as as Rob said, with David Miller's involvement, it's a it's a real uh, cognoscenti's uh, bike brand. Now, I'm sure he is having a fantastic uh, Giro because he actually used to live here mm. uh, in, in Israel uh, 30 odd years ago, he was telling me. Wow. Um, so he has a long, long history here. Uh, we have one more stage to go. So I'm, obviously we are uh, actually uh, pumping this audio out after all of these stages have happened. So we, we, you will know, people at home, you will know what happened on, on the stage. Uh, running into Beersheva uh, through the Mitzvah Ramon crater. You'll have seen that on the TV uh, cameras, how fantastic that particular crater is. Down they go into uh, the Negev desert. I'm sure they're going nowhere near any nuclear reactors. 
Uh, the, 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 the TV cameras won't be, controversial politics, don't mention nuclear reactors. Um, but then you, they, they go running in into Ilat. Mm -hmm. So, David, you go to Ilat. I have you been have there. been to Ilat. The, the, what, what do you do in Ilat? Well, to me, there's only one thing to do. Scuba diving. Um, as a matter of fact, for me, it was, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. It was a bucket list item, something that I absolutely had to do. I've been a scuba diver since I was 16 years old. I used to teach scuba diving, and diving in the Red Sea was, has been on my list forever. And I'm going to tell you, if you are a scuba diver or a snorkeler, it's simply spectacular. The, the, thankfully, the coral reef, there's still coral reef, and the, the, the sea life, uh, the flora and the fauna is just beautiful. The visibility is amazing. Um, and Elat is a really interesting place because you stand there in the bay and on your left you can see Jordan and down farther is, is Saudi Arabia and you look to the right and there's Egypt and, and Sharm el-Sheikh and Taba and it's just, it's a really amazing uh, place. It's, it's really beautiful. But you're right, going through the Negev Desert, Mitzpeh Ramon, um, it's, it's going to be a really interesting stage. Again, mostly a flat stage. Uh, again, the listeners will have heard this afterwards, but I'm guessing that we'll have another sprint finish. Uh, and then I believe the riders will be taking a day off before they mm -hmm. head back to Italy uh, to finish the Giro d'Italia, actually in Italia. So we have talked on this show a lot about the tourism mm. potential mm. of Israel, which is clearly why, uh, and this, is, this, is, this isn't just Israel, this is every single municipality yeah. or region uh, they pray for good weather because they want to show their region off. They want those helicopters, whether it's the Tour de France, it's the, the Giro d'Italia, the same in Spain. They, they pay big money for these things why do you because think they the, want the tourists to come afterwards. Yeah, why do you think the Tour of California moved to May? Right, because it, it, we were in February and it rained the whole time. And everybody went, oh, I don't want to go there. Now they're in May, same time period as this. So it's next week. Um, and absolutely, they want the tourism. And certainly that's what Israel's looking for as well. And nobody should then say, if, if, if listening to this podcast, say, well, hang on, why haven't you talked about race, 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 race purists? Let's talk. These races are staged mm -hmm. with the money from these regions. If we didn't have the money from the tourism dollars, then these races probably wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be run. And realize, I think what you said is absolutely correct and something that people should remember. Everybody's saying, oh, you know, Israel gave money for the Jira to be here and Sylvan Adams gave money for the Jira to be here. But whether it's Yorkshire for the Tour de France or whether it's Monterey in the Tour of California or Park City in the Tour of Utah, they're all giving money so that you get those camera shots whether it's from the motos or from the hello, the helos, it's so that people will come there. Oh, that looks so beautiful, I need to go there. Why is it that I wanted to go ride, I don't know, the Galibier or the Alpe Because I saw it on the television. And I think it's the same thing here. So people need to remember that, that no matter where we go, Rome is giving money to the Giro to finish there as well. So I think that's a, it's an interesting point that people need to remember. So there are other podcasts out there that probably will not do the tourism and will do pure racing. And that's fine and dandy. Is that another English idiom? It wasn't a food-related No, fine and uh, dandy idiom. is fine. Okay, it's so fine there, there are other podcasts out there that will yeah, yeah. dissect all of that in great detail. I think the Spokesman podcast will do other mm. stuff. It'll, it'll go into maybe the social aspects mm -hmm. of these mm -hmm. things rather than just the pure racing angles. That was the Fredcast. Yes. You know, and our friends at 
can I say the Velocast and, and things like that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's their thing. That's but, that's but we've always been a little bit more about the industry, a little bit more about, what does Tim Jackson always say? Here's an American idiom, inside baseball. Yes. No, I even use that now. Oh, it's okay. terrible. Inside cricket? <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, that, that's why we've had Sylvan Adams talking about yeah. the cycling network in yeah. Tel Aviv, not the racing. And that's why we've had uh, Rob Jutales talking about Factor Bikes and he's, he's selling bikes. That's why he's here. He's not here because he likes bike racing. I'm sure he loves bike racing. He's here to sell bikes. Uh, and Chris uh, Rose from the Amos Trust is here to sell the Amos Trust. And, and the, the reasons that he's protesting sure. is to, to get his message across. So bike racing is used as a way of getting messages across. It is not just purely about these guys, skinny guys in spandex, lycra, whatever you want to call it, uh, going over the finish line at 55 kilometers an hour. There's much more to bike racing. And, and to expand even further on, on the, 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 the comparison that you're making, if Donna was here, fellow spokesperson, she would say, well, she'd say the same thing about NASCAR. You know, Procter & Gamble doesn't put that Tide logo on somebody's car simply because they think it looks great. I mean, they do, but they want to sell soap. And so I think that that's a really good point that you're making. And that's a point that's going to be the final point for this evening because uh, we need to oh, go eat. We have had uh, a fantastic day here in um, Tel Aviv, yeah. Yaffle. Uh, but David, you are going to uh, have the honor of seeing us out of, of this special from Israel. I'm happy to do that, Carlton, but you need to tell people how to, how to find you and how to reach you and, 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 and see your social feeds and all of those other things. So do that first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am at Carlton Reed, R-E-I-D, at uh, Twitter. I, I'm pretty much off Facebook. Mm. I've, I don't even know my passwords anymore, and I'm quite happy not to know my passwords anymore. And then bikebiz.com or The Guardian, all sorts of different places you can get me, David. And you go, you, you tell me too. Absolutely. So um, I think the easiest place to reach me these days is on Instagram. I've been putting up a picture every day yeah. since I've been on this yeah. trip, which has been really, really fun, uh, including today because it's Cinco de Mayo. I had to have tacos, even though I was in Israel. Um, and so that's uh, on Instagram. I'm simply Fredcast. And uh, I'm Fredcast on Twitter as well. And those are the easiest places to reach me. Uh, but this is, has been, and shall be, the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. And you can find show notes and links and other information at our website, and that's the-spokesmen.com. That's where you can find all the information about us. Now, of course, Carlton will be back, I'm sure. I'd like to say in another two weeks, but he's been more frequent than that, which I really appreciate. Oh, wait a minute. Before I do that, I have a tip for everybody. No, tips. I didn't even (laughs) think about tips. (laughs) And it's really simple. You want to lose weight? Become a Deliveroo driver <laughs> because Carlton looks amazing and I'm very, very jealous. Let me get back to the outro. <laughs> Show notes, links, you can find at the-spokesmen.com. This is, has been, and will be the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. We'll be back in another couple of weeks with another episode of the show. Thank you so much for staying subscribed. Thank you for telling your friends and riding buddies about the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. We will be back shortly with another episode of the show. But between this show and the next... The spokesmen have spoken. And get out there and ride. And now we're going to go get something to eat.
Thank you, Israel. Thank you, Jerusalem.